0: Welcome back to Let's Talk Arsenal. This is your host, Dushan Gupta. And today we are going to talk about the breaking news, the Leah Williamson injury. That is a huge blow for Arsenal as we look to face Barcelona and Chelsea in the upcoming few weeks or months as well in the Champions League and FA Cup final. So let's see. Hopefully she will be fit for those two huge games that Arsenal face on. And uh, in the rest of the podcast, we will be talking about uh, Arsenal versus HB Cogate, that Arsenal won 5-1 in the UFR Women's Champions League and the Arsenal-Tottenham game in the WSL, which was a very uh, tough and uh, weird kind of a match. And lastly, we'll also take a preview on the look UEFA Women's Champions League match against Koge once again, but this time it will be the home leg at the Meadow Park. And joining me today will be Ria. Uh, you can follow Ria at Ria Raichodhi. Hey, Ria, welcome back to the chan- uh, podcast. Uh, how are you doing today? Hi, Bushir. Thanks
1: for having me again. Yeah, I'm doing quite well. Uh, how are you?
0: I'm doing good as well and uh, uh, today's breaking news, Leah Williamson injury and by the looks of it, uh, the update that has come in the, you know, the update that uh, women have uh, sent all the supporters is that it is quite significant injury. So, what do you make of the injury and what do you think the timeline of the injury will be or could be?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, it's a very grim way to start the podcast, but it is what it is. Um, it's it's a big blow to us. First of all, let's let's just start with that. It, there's no there's no beating around the bush and being like, oh no, it's okay. We'll you know we'll manage. But yeah, Leah Williamson is extremely integral to the Arsenal uh, team, to the squad, and it's it's a big, big, massive blow. To us, but um, and as far as the injury timeline is concerned, well, you know, <laughs> hamstring injuries are never, never nice to have a player face because uh, the last time we had hamstring injury, Steph Catley was out for an entire season. Vicky Shinarabak was uh, out for an entire season. We don't know the extent of Leah Williamson's injury. We hope. She's back before the end of the season, but you know, you never know with these injuries because I think last season when Steph Catley had her injury, she came back for a couple of matches. Um, and then it was found out that it was much worse. And then she had to get an operator. That was that was a whole thing. But uh, yeah, I just hope Leah Williamson doesn't have it as bad because, you know, like I said, she's extremely integral and it's very, very unfortunate. It's never nice to have, you know, a player be injured. And when it's someone as strong as Leah Williamson, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, yeah
0: literally talked about uh, as me and Rohan literally talked about uh, in the last podcast as well with you as well in it that uh, Leah Williamson's, uh, uh, you know, impact at uh, when uh, Jonas Sandoval has come in since the new coach has come in in the Arsenal women's team has been quite significant. Uh, the way she brings the ball from the defense back from the defense uh, and goes on those crazy runs from the back and then her long balls to the forward area or the wingers or the wing backs have been so influential. And if you look at the statistics, data analytics and all that uh, data science kind of a stuff, uh, she's like second in WSL, uh, uh, from all the players uh, in the regards uh, or at the how the impact uh, her ball uh, progressive carries all that uh, you know stuff that we go in depth and look at it and Leah Williamson's. Uh, You know, uh, impact on this team is quite huge. And uh, we shouldn't take lightly, as you said, uh, and the impact could be quite high. And uh, as you said, the hamstring injury uh, could be very uh, tough to come back from, especially for a a woman player as well. Because I think uh, as you and I have discussed in earlier podcast as well, the science uh, data um, science, The physical approach or the uh, taking care of the players and players coming back from the injury uh, much uh, earlier than anticipated is much, much more difficult in women's game as compared to the men's game. So uh, this will be a huge blow with the, you know, uh, crucial games coming up uh, against Barcelona and the UFO Women's Champion League and the FA Cup Final against Chelsea as well. So those are the two games that I am usually worried about uh, for Arsenal. When right now, as of this moment, what do you make of that as well? Do you think that uh, Leah Williamson will be back for those two crucial games?
1: Yeah, I I don't think I don't think she's going to come back in December at least, which is extremely unfortunate for us because you know, like you said, we have those two massive games. We have the FA Cup final and the Champions League. Um, group stage second leg um it's it's just a massive blow for us, you know, i I mean, like you said she she's so essential, not just in bringing the ball forward and her long balls, but she's been she's been the like her name is Leah Williamson, you know, amongst the fans because she's so so integral to that defense line it's it's just i I think it's you just can't ignore. How massive she is for Soudasan women, um, and as with regards to, uh, you know, uh, her taking more time because of the women's game. I think we've like like we discussed in the last podcast. I think we've done well with the, uh, mm. uh, with our uh, medical team mm-hmm. at arsenal so um I, I don't think there should be as much disparity between the men's uh, team and the women's team the recovery and the and the uh what do you say coming back on the pitch basically but uh, mm. it is a it is a tough injury you know it is mm. it is a big one it's not uh, an achilles which you know you stay in the boat for i mean achilles can give you trouble as well but then it's it, it's a big one so yeah, yeah.
0: I mean uh, don't get me wrong but uh, the hamstring injury has uh, different grades to it as uh, I have recalled uh, and seen many uh, different kinds of uh, grades as to how bad the hamstring Mm -hmm. injury can really get. So uh, it only says that it is a significant injury as of now. We don't really know how long she is going to be out but uh, by the sounds of it, it does sound like that it will be at least one month. That Williamson will be out with that uh, hamstring injury, uh, not more, not less. But I guess one month we can at least say safely that she'll be out with that
1: injury. The thing is, the thing is, with uh, we sort of have experience with uh, Steph Catley and vikesh Snarebeck's injury, and each time the word "significant" has been used. Mm. So, so fans, I think, are just a little, you know, at uh, a little uneasy with with. Mm how big that is so Mm. we we can always hope for the best definitely yeah we will obviously pray that you know she comes back as quickly as possible but yeah we never
0: know Uh, but in general i also wanted to ask this question from uh, various podcasts as well Uh, this is a general women's uh, football kind of uh, question that i wanted to ask is that do you think uh, the as i said the medical staff or the uh, recovery portion of the women's uh, player side of the stuff uh, takes a bit longer uh, than as compared um, to a men's uh, side because I think. Uh, um.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we've all like one. We have spoken about this in one of mm. the uh, shows, and it was the thing is there, there is very little research with regards to women's mm. recovery and women's, um. Uh, and and, uh, injury timings like there's uh, there's very little research there's very little done to know why these injuries are so often caused like for example there was a time when ACLs would keep recurring Mm. uh, back-to-back ACL injuries would happen very often amongst women's uh, amongst female footballers and that to a certain extent in certain clubs has reduced because the research is happening now. but, yeah, of course, of course there is a lack of research, but at the same time i I think it's getting better with the clubs with certain clubs investing more with with their medical teams and with you know the recovery process
0: yeah. And the yeah, that was my next uh, question. Is uh, regarding that, is it uh, the lack of uh, you know investment in the you know recovery staff and uh, uh, medical staff kind of uh, deal, or do you think the research hasn't happened on the women's player as much as uh, the men's uh, side of the football that uh, uh, the they don't know this kind of uh, stuff or medical stuff related?
1: Well, um, to to begin with. I'd say then it's it's not that I think that the research is less because mm. it's it's based like it's evidential you know like it it is less like um women weren't considered as professionals for a very long time as yeah. late to like 2012 2013 so there was no research you know men have been considered as professionals since the early 2000s so there was absolutely no research done based off of based on women's physiological needs because you know sure the game is different but at the end of the day yes women do have different physiological uh, needs and different recovery routines Mm -hmm. which we need Mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah there was absolutely no research done things which were done with men and their um, recovery and their uh, healing process those were applied to the women and And that's obviously not going to work. Um, So, yeah, uh, the clubs have started investing. Uh, I think Lyon is one of the biggest examples of that. Lyon started Mm -hmm. investing in their their medical team much earlier than most clubs did. And Mm -hmm. I think um, they are reaping the benefits of it. Uh, The U.S. women's national team started doing it much earlier than the other women's Mm national teams. uh, With Dawn Scott at the time... Being there, Dawn Scott, I think she has done a wonderful job in researching, you know, what women need physiologically. And so, mm. so yeah, research is coming up. There's very, very little still, mm. but, but there is more interest. There is a gaining interest as uh, more people are becoming aware of the problems within women's football. Uh, more people are taking up research work. More uh, PhD students are taking this up as their thesis work. So, yeah, the research is coming up. You are right on that, uh, in the sense that women do take more time because there is a lack of knowledge over there. Mm. But I think, um, yeah, as yes. I mean, Vita Arsenal is doing a covered. good job. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal is doing a good job in the sense that we are moving in a in a very positive direction with regards to that. Yeah.
0: And not only the medical uh, side as well, Uh, right now, the data side is also evolving for the women's uh, football as well. I have Mm -hmm. seen uh, that one Twitter account on uh, Twitter that does this data net stuff upon the women's football, WSL, I think her name is or or something like that. Uh, she does this uh, data analytics stuff. And I think that individually the clubs have gone more in depth uh, and are doing this uh, XG, XA, what player is doing what exactly and maybe that kind of stuff has also been uh, slowly starting to introduce in the women's game as well, uh, slowly and steadily as you have seen, the Sky Sports uh, uh, and more of the bigger platforms are st- also uh, beginning to uh, use that kind of stuff and introducing separate shows for the women's football, WSL and uh, DAZN. now as we can see, the champ- they are hosting the Champions League for free on you know, YouTube and uh, on their channel. So th- these are the kind of stuff that will uh, improve uh, the women's game. The more the investment Goes the more it becomes better, and the more the players uh, come back quicker. And uh, right now, I want to uh, I want uh, to know from you is that who do we play uh, instead of uh, you know Leah Williamson? As you know, that uh, she is one of the most influential players. So who do you think uh, will be the uh, considered her replacement? I know she can't be replaced, but uh, who do you think will be? In that
1: position mm-hmm. um I think the obvious answer is lot of Moy. uh we i mean there is there is no other uh po- player i think who is better fit than lotta Moy. sure uh she lacks in that experience that Leah williamson has, and you know obviously the, the abilities of these two players are a little different, but I think um lotta Moy is. The most suited for that role, uh, provided Jenny Beatty comes back. Uh, obviously, Jenny Beattie is just out with like a cold or, or something of the sort, I think. Uh, so, she she will hopefully be back for the Champions League game mid-week. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think a I- I think lot of Ubin Moy will be the best in that position.
0: Uh, uh, however... Before- before uh, you continue on, uh, I got an update here right now from uh, Tim Stillman uh, regarding mm-hmm. Leah Williamson. Uh, he says that on Twitter right now he, uh, he is updated that Jonas Edeval has uh, told him that Leah Williamson will undergo more tests in the upcoming days to establish a timeline, but she will, like me, not be back before Christmas. So that is mm-hmm. a huge blow for Arsenal mm-hmm. women's football and as you said, the uh, when is the fa cup final game do you have any Ninth, idea
1: 9th december
0: so yeah so she is going to yeah. miss both the big games as uh, we were talking about and that's uh, very bad news so yeah that
1: is so yeah like i said i i think the only uh, person who is who is fit to you know take that position up is is Lotta Boubinoi. obviously last season we did see Leah rati play at the back and she did She did a pretty good job, Um, but we'll just have to wait and see who Jonas Eideval plays, whether he rotates that position, whether he brings back Anna Patton more. We'll just have to wait and see.
0: Uh, And uh, Jonas Eideval has also said on the Leah Williamson injury, it's just a massage injury. Of course, it's a... it's an overload issue. So do you mm-hmm. think that, uh, uh, you know, Leah Williamson has almost played all of the games for Arsenal mm-hmm. football as uh, or the team, as you know. So do you think that the case here that she is overplayed uh, her and, uh, you know, maybe one uh, more other players that we have overplayed so many times mm-hmm. and now, uh, as you said, the recovery time is so... Low for these women players, and their bodies are not used to playing such amount of football because. Uh,
1: no, I, I I I think we're rephrasing sentences here. Uh, I didn't say that they their bodies are not used to. What I said is that the research is not there for the recovery.
0: No, um, I'm, I'm just comparing it with. No, the, no,
1: it's no, no, no. The thing is, hmm. these. It's not about whether the women are used to playing so much football or not. I mean, this is their profession. Of course, they're used to playing. But I think the problem happened with Jen Beattie going, like, you know, um, being out for a little while. I think we could have not used um, Leah Williamson for for the West Ham, the Koga matches um, all throughout. But since Jenny Beattie, who is like such a moving presence as well in the back line, was missing. uh, Vicky Schneiderbeck, she's not back yet because, you know, Again, another amazing defender that we are lacking because she came back from injury and then but you know, got injured again. But that is very common to come back from injury play rigorously and then get injured again um Mm. so her injury is nothing to worry about we are being told but we don't we still don't know when she'll be back Mm. so i think we are missing out a few key defenders which is why leah williamson was so overburdened and i think that is a risk we are taking with noel marriage as well right now because she has started every single game she's Constantly playing, I do think we are underutilizing Anna Patton. And if it is a, uh, if it is about uh, uh, the the experience, the lack of experience that Jonas is worried about, I I truly and wholly believe that Lisa Evans should be called back then um, from her loan and should be should rotate with uh, Noel Maritz because she's a fabulous right back, and I think I think she'll do amazingly under Jonas Eydeval because she. Her style of play aligns very well with his style of play. Mm. Um, But obviously, again, you know, I mean, surely Leonis Aydabal knows much better than I do. But yeah, yeah, I do think that um, Leah Williamson has been overburdened because we have so many defenders out right now. Had it not been the case, I don't think we would have faced this issue with Leah Williamson.
0: And uh, I know this is uh, very unrelated to Arsenal, but uh, uh, this is another breaking news that we might cover a bit. You can talk about her as well. Uh, Sam Kerr has signed a new deal with uh, Chelsea women until 2024. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what's your take on it? And uh, what do you think, uh, what kind of player she is? Uh, Tell me a little bit about her as well. Um,
1: First of all, I think that Sam Kerr signing a new deal for Chelsea was inevitable um, you know she is she is the kind of player Emma Hayes wants in her team and obviously Sam Kerr did not have the best start at Chelsea she wasn't uh, you know she wasn't playing up to her potential initially and then she obviously got injured and you know COVID happened but I think Emma Hayes had a lot of faith in her potential and rightly so because we know that the Fran Kirby and Sam Kerr partnership is extremely good and is good enough to burn through defences very easily. Um, second of all, I think that women, female footballers' contracts should be better looked after. Mm. Uh, I think uh, every... Single time, you know, we see a player, a female player, say, "Oh, she, you know, so and so player has committed to her long-term future at this club, and it is just
0: you know, One two year more years two, years, two more yeah.
1: years, or hmm. three more years at the most. You know, uh, uh, maybe like two or three seasons fall into that." Uh, what, so, uh,
0: what is the uh, transfer record for uh, a woman player in the uh, transfer window?
1: Transfer record, as in.
0: Uh, what's the highest amount someone has paid? For, um, uh, yeah. Chelsea yeah.
1: paid last year for Penilla Harder, which was three hundred k. And this year for Lauren James, but Lauren James is not. And uh, I think Lauren James broke all record this season with Chelsea. Um, hmm. I think hers was three hundred and twenty five k. But the thing is, she has not played a single match, so. Hmm. Mm. Uh, She was obviously out with injury, but she's been benched for for a few matches now. Mm. Uh, So, I don't know why one Lauren James would choose to come to a club which already has...
0: So many players. Good players. Not
1: so many players. Like, yeah, like, potentially the world's best players at her position. Like, why would she want to choose a club which has, you know, the likes of Penilla, Harder, Fran, Kirby, Sam Kerr... um, at times, Erin uh, Cuthbert, who plays at the wings. So, what I don't realize understand is why she would choose to switch from Man. I mean, I get the club thing. Um, she is a Chelsea fan. She is, you know, through and through Chelsea. Even though she grew up in the Arsenal academy, but I, I-, I just don't get that transfer. I feel like she would have been able to do more at United than she is by warming the bench here. But you know, each hmm. their own. Um, but that, yeah, that's that's the highest. Uh, I think um, Lauren James is the highest transfer that's ever that happened. Hmm.
0: So uh, okay, enough of the distraction stuff and talking about Chelsea. But uh, let's get back to Arsenal. And uh, as you said, uh, the difficulties that we are having at right back and center back right now with uh, uh, Leah Williamson and uh, Marrits uh, being you know being played every game right now. And as you said. We should recall Lisa Evans. I think that's a very good option and uh, maybe uh, something that our women should consider and calling her back uh, Lisa Evans would be the right move for me as well. And uh, do you think, uh, uh, I wanted to ask this as well, do you think, uh, do you know the that the winter transfer window opens for the w- women's side as well? Yeah, you know, the- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah we have one in Jan.
0: Okay, uh, the same uh, kind of days, uh, is, uh, does it work? I'm,
1: I'm not sure what the days are, I just know that it happens in January. So okay. I'm not, so, I'm so not entirely sure okay. because mm. that's when the American players usually come in because um, their season ends soon. So, once they get done with their club seasons, uh, the American a lot of the American players come in at that mm. point.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you think that uh, there is uh, some possibility that Arsenal may sign, let's say, a right back or a centre back or a, some kind of a player to cover those positions uh, in the honestly, hopes?
1: Of- mm-hmm. Honestly, I do hope so because initially, when this um, when when our summer transfer window happened, I think all of us were hoping for a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, with Leah Valti back. Uh in full form and Manum also playing that role in, in certain formations and in certain matches. I think that problem has been solved, as well as Jordan being back now, even though she's an attacking midfielder, but she can be used as a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. Uh so can I think all of our midfielders can be interchanged except for me, may, maybe uh mana, because I haven't seen her play in that role yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we have seen Jordan Knobbs play as, as a defensive midfielder, we've seen Manum, uh, we've seen uh, Leah Valti, obviously, we've seen Kim Little so we have the options but mm. I still um, so I think that problem has been solved and I would really really like to see us signed at least a right back. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure Simone Boy Sorensen has come back mm. uh, from injury but I don't know how, how much of her will see as a starter or maybe now because of the injuries and because of um, Jenny Bt falling ill, maybe we'll see her more. But Mm. uh, yeah, uh, I I feel like we need, so like we have options at centre-back, but I I Mm. would like to see more options at at right-back, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, So do do you know that uh, the teams in the WSL often sign players in the uh, winter window? uh, Or uh, most of the signings are done in the January window only? Or have Arsenal signed any players in the January window previously as well?
1: I think Steph was Steph Catley was signed in, in okay. no. Um, um I believe so Steph Catley. I'm not sure because I started watching uh, the WSL after her transfer happened, so I'm not sure when she was signed, but I feel like Steph Catley, either Steph Catley or Noel Maritz were signed uh, during the Jan window,
0: but I can't be sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's good enough. But uh,
1: but, but as yeah, transfers do happen. Uh, Sam Kerr was a Jan uh, mm-hmm. transfer to Chelsea, so transfers do happen. Uh, Abby Kemper last season for Man City came in uh, during the January transfer, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, as you said, uh, you think that uh, right back should be the most uh, priority signing that Arsenal should be looking at in the. So winter transfer window as of now. Do you have any player in mind right now? Uh, would that you would like to see Arsenal bringing, or any no. favorite player that you have in your shortlist?
1: I, I actually don't. Um, I don't <laughs> have any uh, shortlisted players um, because I I I don't really watch uh, the American league, and they are the only one with with <laughs> who might have free uh, agents right now. But Mm -hmm. um, we might call someone on loan from say, uh, uh, the thing is, all the names that are popping into my mind right now are are playing really well for their
0: clubs. So
1: I doubt they'll be willing to leave their their own clubs and shift here. But I can't think of any right back who is being benched and is amazing. Yeah, but I I, oh, I just I just, want,
0: I just wanted to put you in a tough spot and see what happens and maybe you come out with a surprise uh, name no. that I no, you <laughs> know who
1: has surprised me as a defender uh, <laughs> of late? I mean, she is a good defender. She she plays for her national team, but you know, Ria Percival from Spurs. I know you'll hate me for saying Spurs, <laughs> but no, no, Ria Percival has actually really. I I think she has upped her game a lot uh, mm. so has Maya Letizier for Manchester United I think they are going really uh, uh, unnoticed but but yeah they they have been really doing really well for their own clubs uh, but I, I doubt they'll be willing to uh, you know mm. leave their yeah. and come here yeah
0: so okay uh, so uh, let's uh, transition to games now that happened over the week uh, we played two games and the first game was hb koge uh, we traveled to copenhagen and we dominated dominated them totally and we won 5-1 against hb koge we were uh, literally going 2-1 3-1 2-0 and score lines like that but yeah, Arsenal women just went on there and dominated. And what do you think about the support that they got there? I mean, that was pretty incredible. The fans that were supporting—I heard that there were like five hundred fans or mm-hmm. something like that—that that were supporting Arsenal women's uh, in the you know behind the goal. And yeah, that was fantastic to see as well. What do you make of the match? And uh, what do you make of the result?
1: Yeah, um, it was a fun match to watch. Obviously, um, the first half was was a little um, it was a little frustrating to watch because uh, then and this is something I have maintained about Nikita Paris from the very start. She is a phenomenal player, and the reason why I am very quick to criticize her is because I know the kind of player she is. I have watched her play for Manchester City, and. I mean, not live, but obviously, like in re, um, in the replays and stuff. And I know the kind of player that she is, and she is so clinical. And I am missing that with her in this in in, in Arsenal. Like her runs, her runs, some of her runs, some of her passes are beautiful. Some of her dribble dribbles are amazing, but nothing come off of them. And I'm just like, just shoot, just hit it, you know, Nikita. Like just go for it. Don't don't wait for another player. Just take a chance because regardless it's going to even if it doesn't go in at least you've taken the chance at least you're not losing the ball off so it it the re, that's the reason I'm always so critical of Nikita Paris second of all I don't think uh, uh, we our performance in the, in the first half was as magical as the scoreline suggests I think we had a little frustrating game until that amazing Steph Catley uh uh, free kick, which was just oh my god that that free kick was like sent from heaven. Um, so yeah, that after that I think we really got charged up.
0: And I mean I think that uh, free kick might be amongst the uh, goal of the season contenders for all yeah, the hundred f- f- yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think that was so I good. Think that
1: day was the day of free kicks because you know uh-huh. and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexia Poteas, they had, you know, insane free kicks, very, um, like, close to each other in time on the same day. So, it was just amazing. It was just an amazing day for for women's Mm -hmm. football. And, um, yeah, so that free kick was insane. And I think after halftime, whatever Jonas said in that dressing room worked. Because, you know, obviously, Keith got hurt goal which oh my god she deserves that so much she's like i said she's a phenomenal player but she's just unable to she's just been unable to score for us and you know i think her reaction to her goal was was encompassing of of what it meant to her um obviously then Jordanov scored for us and which was amazing um katie McKay. I think she's
0: scored. I mean, what a journey injury, it has is it? been for uh, Jordan Nobz. Huh? Uh, yeah. She's been injured and not, not playing uh, for so many games and then coming back in the UFR uh, Women's Champions League and mm-hmm. scoring for the first time. Uh, I think she started that game for, for the first time this season. Am I right? Yeah, like, yeah. It,
1: was her, it was her first start since her... Uh, Injury. I mean,
0: that is so, uh, it can get very emotional when after the game, maybe, like mm. when she gets back to the dressing room and she just uh, remembers all the tough times that she has gone through the re- uh, recovery to get back on the pitch and then literally the first game that he, uh, that she starts for the Arsenal Women's team, she scores instantly. I mean, that's a, for any that's, place, that's a, that's a. Yeah. And especially
1: for a player like Jordan Nobbs who lives and breathes Arsenal. So, I think it's amazing that... uh, 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 uh,
0: What happened was uh, how I uh, know more about her is because of uh, the Rob holding injury. So, what Hmm. happened was... Uh, Rob Holding got... They were injured. recovering together. Yeah, they were in the recovery together. And I uh, literally saw her and uh, they both were, you know, communicating and uh, as to giving both uh, confidence as uh, and recovering together. And that was so lovely to see and the interaction that they had. And then uh, Rob Holding got back on the pitch and uh, when he got back on the pitch, he literally scored in that game as well. And, you know, uh, Jordan Os was the, you know... Uh, Uh, literally uh, phoned her or something like that or messaged or tweeted her, something like that along those lines. And she was like literally so happy for Rob Holding and uh, Mm. she knew what they had gone together. And yeah, that was so beautiful to see as well. So that's one of the stuff that uh, I really like seeing the interaction and uh, supporting, you know, Arsenal players through and through. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's amazing to watch... uh, Players, you know, maintain that relationship after they've uh, crossed paths because, obviously, like you said, they've been to been through a lot together. So, yeah, um, I I think that Jordan Nobbs, you know, she needed that. She really did. Um, she is so unlucky with her injuries, and obviously, the England team. Uh, gets announced at I think eight thirty in IST. So I'm really curious to see if Serena Weigman picks up Jordan Nobs. Obviously, you know, Leah Williamson was a massive part of Serena weekman's Wieg- team as well. So that'll be a massive blow for her. So it's 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 a lot for Arsenal fans today. You know, if mm-hmm. obviously Leah the Leah Williamson news is absolutely gut punching, but also everyone is just you know praying that Jordan Knobs Nob- gets picked because she really, really deserves it. Like, she's missed out on so many major tournaments because of injuries and at unfortunate timing. Like, the mm. timing has just been awful. And, uh, mm. yeah, so big, big things, hopefully, for Jordan Nobs.
0: Hmm. But uh, overall, a uh, good performance, uh, dominating performance, as you, as I said, uh, maybe the also first I, half…
1: I actually made a mistake and I said Katie McCabe scored, it wasn't Katie McCabe, it was uh, Caitlin Ford who scored
0: another Okay, okay, Caitlin Ford. Scored. I mean, uh, she's… Uh, uh, whenever and, and, I, I've and, seen and, her play… Uh, play Caitlin mm. Ford she always uh, resembles like the boxing type of a girl like she her body is so built up and she looks like you know she's ready to do some WWE move or uh, she, Ford. Uh, her, her body strength is so unbelievable for a uh, woman player because where uh, uh, the, the um, as much as uh, the women football I have seen, she's uh, she's like uh, one of those uh, players, <laughs> like uh, you know, uh, Drogba, or uh, the kind of player that I'm, uh, you know, resembling or uh, mm-hmm. kind of her have an image. So she resembles. Uh, I honestly,
1: whatever. I I honestly can't,
0: like.
1: <laughs> I get what you're saying, and I I see Katie McCabe and Leah Williamson as players who are like that, like very tough mm. and very you know big and built up and like I think I think every defender's nightmare or every attacker's Mm. nightmare is Leah Williamson or Katie McCabe um but I think uh but I've never really thought about Caitlin Ford in that sense but it makes Mm. sense I do think she has history with playing Australian football which is Mm. just kind of like rugby. I think she does have I I just need to double check that but uh No, no, yeah.
0: when uh, she got uh, into that Barcelona game, uh, that's the uh, uh, game which ah, I... Uh, okay, most okay. Uh, she was like really tough and, uh, you know, uh, breathing down her neck, physical and just yeah. uh, making... A I, think next- I- <laughs> I think she was um,
1: asked to do that, but she was like, just take
0: him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was like, just go attack, man. And she was yeah. like, yeah, I'm ready to go and attack. That depends. And uh, yeah, I really like that uh, sort of a different type of a forward uh, as compared to Medima. But yeah. H. P. Koge and uh, it was a great match and it was great to see uh, Arsenal supporters supporting our women's team away from home as well. So shout out to all the Arsenal away fans there. It was great seeing that as well. It was amazing. The
1: atmosphere was just
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get the transition into the Arsenal Tottenham game in the W. S. Oh my God! <laughs> don't. Okay,
1: I had, I- I almost forgot, but I had a bone to pick with you. I asked you not to mention Viv and her scoring abilities last, last podcast, and you did. And fine, she scored at the NLD, but
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. folks, I'm not safe. Please save me. I'm in danger, right? <laughs> uh, Ria is sending uh, you know, a hitman after me. Please save me. Please, Chota Chetri is coming along you right are- now. <laughs>
1: you are lucky that we've scored,
0: scored that equalizing goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the literally, the thumbnail for the YouTube video or video, uh, YouTube video is uh, Midima scoring that header. It is quite a good photo that uh, uh, taken by a photographer. It's like one of the things that you can stick in a museum and you can watch it over and over again, the yeah. still image of Mediva and four five Tottenham players around her and her scoring that late yeah. equalizer for us and securing a draw in the WSL and keeping our unbeaten run on. So that's important. We are still unbeaten. So the invincibles or the Arsenal is still we're on. We
1: still unbeaten, but we, I mean, uh, it, it, we it lost our <laughs> winning
0: streak. I mean, it could be the f- first kind of a thing that both men's uh, uh, side and women's side have gone invincible in the league. I mean, that hasn't happened anywhere uh, for uh, any How do you mean? Like Arsenal men went invincible in that uh, 2004 season, huh? You
1: mean simultaneously or?
0: No, no, no. Just uh, Just yeah, like the separate Arsenal years. Have done it as well. Okay, they have gone invincible then. I, yeah, I think.
1: yeah. The, the, okay. see, the season that we won the quadruple, we went unbeaten in the league.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. So sorry for that. So we have already achieved that uh, deal. So hopefully we can do that again. Maybe we can be two times or three, uh, two time invincible again. So that will be some kind of a record. But yeah, uh, let's talk about the match. Before we talk about the match, let's talk about the referee. Oh my God, what a, what a, what a this is the worst performance from a referee that I have seen in a match. What? Yeah, no, that's because
1: you didn't watch the Manchester City and Spurs match, but uh, that, I think that was uh, even worse. Um, but that's the thing with the women's game, right? Like, you are improving the standard of the players, you're improving the standard of the management, you're improving their facilities, and Things are improving, but you're not investing in your officials. They still have to have another job. They still have to work part-time. How do you think they're going to focus on a match day, on a match entirely, when they are probably tired from doing their job either the day before or, or, or that, or maybe they you know they had a half day in, in that day and they are coming and officiating. So how do you expect your officials to be efficient if you're not investing in your officials? So like, I... You know, as much as I hated the referee, but I also understand that it is not entirely her fault. Sure, she's being called on to do a job, but at the end of the day, this is not her full-time job and her attention or her training is not good enough and it makes sense because because this is not her full time job because these referees are not treated as full time professionals so yeah definitely the referees need to be better and i was really angry at the referee but i mean even also, in the
0: even if she isn't professional you have to agree that the referee 100 the was more towards the tottenham side to I, I
1: i even made a post about it and <laughs> i 100 percent agree with you i uh, I absolutely hated the officiating and I disliked I mean, the referee it a lot. Like the I didn't Spurs. understand why it she was, was doing like what Spurs.
0: she was doing. No, no, it was like Spurs pay, uh, paid uh, extra money to the official in that mm-hmm. uh, North London derby and said, you give us every decision from now on and nothing to us. And it was absolutely ridiculous. The amounts yeah. of. Yellow cards. We were getting the amounts of free kick. They were getting. I mean, <laughs> what was going on? I was like literally in shock. I Especially
1: mean, even Jordi Jordan's goal. That was. That, I think that was the tipping point because we've seen pointless yellow cards being given. We've seen pointless free kicks being given before. But I think I the tipping like, point was that equalizing goal. You can't blow your whistle as the second the goal goes in. You play advantage, and and it wasn't like it was a uh, foul in favor of the the Tottenham team it was a foul in favor of the arsenal team you can mm-hmm. show her the card after the goal goes in but don't recall a, a foul which happened like 20 seconds ago i mean that was i have,
0: I have complaints when a referee go against the arsenal men's side and maybe we uh, blow it up a tag bit more than it is required uh, the <laughs> Bad refereeing and the war, and all that stuff that happens in the uh with us as well, and the amounts of cards that we get uh, that we don't deserve absolutely. But seeing this refereeing, I was like, Man, the men's refereeing is uh, better than this, what is happening here right now. But yeah, uh, what did you make of the match as a whole? Uh, it was like, uh, We uh, I'll give my thoughts a bit uh, before you start talking more in depth i just thought that arsenal left the match uh, empty handed with uh, uh, only 1 point to their name i think they missed a lot a lot of chances to mm. you know finish off tottenham and we could have easily won that game 3-1 i think these are the kind of games that make a champion team these are the kind of t- uh, games that uh, uh, you know uh, I guess, uh, test your uh, championship winning ability. These kinds of games happen uh, well, in football in general, if you're talking. I know the WSL has uh, much less uh, you know, games and there is less m- mistake to make in the WSL league. But yeah, these kinds of games are tend to happen when the team or the day or the football day is just not yours. I mean, yeah. how much you try. I mean, every football team in the world goes through this uh, kind of a day when it's just not your day and anything isn't going your way. You are hitting the crossbar. You are, the goalkeeper is like on a super uh, level, something like that, along those lines. And yeah. it was just one of those days. And Arsenal women team literally responded. Our uh, uh, goat, the team's goat, the one yeah. of... You really respect and admire so much. Veve Medima responded. She took it up to herself and scored that much needed late equalizer. So that's for me, is the indication that there is a winning mentality in the team that is much needed or much required. And yeah, you can tell now what uh, you made of the game.
1: Okay, so I agree with pretty much what you said. I think you've covered quite a lot and most of it um we were not good enough that was for sure but also we've been playing consistently and multiple games I think we had five games in in um yeah we had we had five games in I think a week and a half and that's that's a lot um you know it's sure it is physically draining and you can train to you know be as fit as you want to be, but it's also emotionally draining to have to travel to different countries in the middle. And then it's it it, it is emotionally draining. So it, it's understandable that their performance wasn't a hundred percent on that day. And you know it's it's like we don't expect them to win mm. every single game, although we hope they do, but there's always a chance that they won't. But I think when that what made me angry was that, that Rachel Williams' goal for the Spurs would mm. have been avoided because mm. if you see, if you go back and see the goal, Leah Williamson and Lotta Uppenmoi were just standing there. They they were too slow to react, and that's how that goal went in. And I think that was because of the lack of communication. And it makes sense because Leah Williamson is more mm. used to playing with Jen Beattie than with Lotta Uppenmoi, but. At the same time, when you're playing at that level, I, I expect you to not make those mistakes. But like you said, every team has those days. Mm. Uh, Beth Mead had multiple shots, hit the crossbar, hit the woodwork and just come back. Um, mm.
0: I mean, did uh, you see that free kick that just, uh, I thought Oh that my god, I sense. actually thought
1: I, it went in. Yeah. I jumped. Thinking yep. that it went in, but it didn't. Uh, and uh, it was it was just it was hard to watch because it's like mm. we every time we just came so close. We were like millimeters away from winning the match, and it just got taken away. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, uh, when, the, you...
0: when the ah. halftime ended zero zero, I was uh, I was pretty sure that it was like it was going to be one of those days where it is just not, uh, meant to be for us. Uh, this evening, this uh, derby win is not there to be won. Uh, it's yeah. uh, you can just tell by the. Uh, you know, the type of game that uh, you are playing or the luck that you are having in the match, you can just tell. Uh, I mean, I I've I been did. watching football for uh, now or like uh, uh, 10, 11 years now, I guess. And uh, yeah, you can just tell by the looks of it like this, that it is going to happen.
1: Yeah, like, um, I think we we played attacking football still, but we lacked that viciousness, mm. you know, like, mm. that. Oh, this needs to go in. It was just like, eh, it can or cannot go in. It's fine by us. It was more like one of those days. Um, but obviously, you know, with 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 that injury time winner, I'm uh, not winner. Sorry, equalizer, but equalizer. Um, that was. That was
0: massive. That, I think every single Arsenal fan around the world, whoever was watching, screamed. No, I, was, screamed. I was like uh, on Twitter going Medima and my keyboard uh, didn't know what to do. And I was like zero ones and everything was <laughs> going along into that Medima screaming her name on Twitter. And I was really happy when I was pretty sure that we were going to score a goal because of the amount of pressure that we were starting to uh, put on them in the last, I guess, 10 to 15 minutes, uh, you can say that. And yeah. it was, I think it was coming along. I
1: think yeah. I think with all the decisions that went against us in the last 20 minutes, yeah, we players, the players really got mad at the referee. <laughs> I think it yeah. was the goal was more to show the referee uh, that we, we were capable enough. Uh, I mean, if in the referee the has... Bias,
0: If the referee had uh, uh, disallowed that goal, I mean, maybe Katie McCabe had uh, gone to the ref and maybe just uh, WWE moved him and just uh, kicked her head off or something like that.
1: And 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 to be fair, the Tottenham women's team played well because even on even when Arsenal women would play like maybe at a seventy percent, Tottenham women Mm -hmm. would. Not up their game,
0: and I think, yeah, I was having, uh, pretty surprised having, to hear that uh, their position in the WSL, if they it, had it, won it, that it game, hurts. they would have gone second uh, in the league, yeah, Isn't
1: yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. They would have, so, uh, and 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 to, but but at the same time, they would have gone up second only because Chelsea were, yeah, um, had a game in hand, but um, yeah, definitely. I think Rianne Skinner is doing an amazing job at, at, at the club like sure a lot of their wins or a lot of their draws you can you can attribute it to just pure luck given you mm-hmm. know that man-, man city uh winning goal or or the united equalizer or or whatever it is but but at the same time to have that mentality of not giving up i think i think the skinner has really brought in that to her team and you know we can't discredit and there's They've learned from the men, definitely, because a lot of time wasting happened in that game, uh, which uh, nothing would have happened. I, I remember very vividly Jordanovs yelling at one of the Tottenham Hotspur women who was lying on the ground, clutching her head. and Because you don't see this happening in the women's game. You don't see a player go up to another player and, you know, attack them like that and truly nothing had happened she had i don't know why she was lying down nothing had happened um the replays will show you that but yeah that was a really i mean moment
0: it you. must be like harry kane must have uh, taught her them special tactics uh to go down whenever they come in contact with an ascent but they, she wasn't what, even in
1: contact nothing happened
0: to i mean that's i mean that's what spur players do they, it's in their dna we and have, it was
1: so funny because like I under like I get what you're saying. It's in the DNA, but this is never. I very rarely have seen this happening. It was so funny to me because like Jordan norms, who is you know she's a, she's a feisty player and and she doesn't like people. You know, screwing around. So it, it was really funny for me to
0: watch. I mean, I uh, even uh, we had a WWE mini match uh, in the WWE match WWE with Katie uh, yeah. McCabe uh, tussling around with uh, you know one of Tottenham. the yeah. Tottenham players, and it was uh, <laughs> it was exciting to see some kind of uh, you know rivalry going around in the game of- as well. Uh, some fighting and some passion going around. Find. Uh, because I haven't seen that uh, uh, as far uh, watching the game. Uh, I, all I've seen is that all the players are just getting along well, uh, playing well, and there is all love and uh, support going around between all the fans. So I just want to see some, you know, rivalry, some action, some fiery moments, and Katie McCabe is just going around and uh, punching people <laughs> in the faces.
1: Yeah, the, uh, that's what I said, Katie game looks like. Uh, you know, she she is the nightmare of defenders and attackers alike, so, yeah.
0: Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting, very difficult, very weird kind of game, as I said in the starting of the podcast. Uh, we were, uh, as I said, these are the games that make champions. And uh, as we know that Chelsea that had their game uh, won their uh, remaining game easily for 0 against City. I mean, we had hopes that they might, uh, City might uh, draw against just Chelsea, but uh, uh, the hopes were washed out pretty quickly. And I think they are mixed just-
1: with mixed with how awful Gareth Taylor is and how much they are lacking Steph Houghton's. Um- uh, leadership, I think city is, yeah, it's battling for relegation, which is shocking, because mm-hmm. no, you don't see I'm city a, battling for relegation.
0: Uh, in a good piece of news, the You may not like the news, uh, Liverpool, uh, who's in the uh, championship, I think, in the Mm -hmm. WSL, you may call it, they are at the top and uh, it looks like they might get promoted next season, which will be good to see back, uh, have Mm. Liverpool back in the WSL and uh, hopefully we can see them back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I, I don't know why you think it's going to make me sad. It won't. But no, no,
0: no. Uh, so you were just uh, very angry regarding the Liverpool no. not supporting the W uh, women's uh, football and yeah, a hundred
1: percent because it's it shouldn't it shouldn't be in the position that it is in and mm-hmm. um it it makes me happy that they're that the players are at least willing to take up that responsibility and the management is willing to take up that responsibility and help themselves, you know, because there is very little help from the club. I still stick by what I said and um, it's good. I mean if they do get promoted, then the club comes under direct uh, pressure to now treat them as full professionals. So I I would love to see them back in the WSN.
0: Well uh, let's do the preview of the next match. That is tomorrow again. Uh, the women's team, Arsenal women's team, is back in the UFO Women's Champions League, and again it is HB Koge once again. But this time we face them at our home, that is Meadow Park. It is at Meadow Park, right? The game? Or yeah. Is
1: it at? M- no, Park? no,
0: no. It's it's at Meadow Park. Uh, so yeah, so Meadow Park, and uh, we are back in the Champions League. So, what's your preview for this game and what do you think uh, of the game? Yeah.
1: Um, I think Koga will have come back with better tactics, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, More of what they did in the first half against us. Mm. Um, Last week's prediction for the Koga lineup was completely (laughs) off. Like, I, I feel like. Uh, you know how we shuffle music on Spotify. I think uh, Yunus just hit on shuffle and just pick players who came
0: up. Um, it was like uh, he put uh, names in a ball and just picked up uh, whoever's name came up and just put him in the yep. starting then lineup. The start- yeah, that's
1: <laughs> yeah. how it felt. It was way off, yeah.
0: um,
1: but it's it's going to be interesting to see if Koge have. Go back to there because you know the manager did say we were Barca light, which a lot of fans took offense to, but honestly, I was really proud of it because mm-hmm. let's be honest, Barca really are a very, very talented team. I think mm-hmm. we shouldn't be upset that you know they we were called Barca light, uh, we shouldn't be proud either, but I think we, we should take it with a pinch of salt. Um, mm-hmm. it's uh, they they have so much talent. They're doing amazingly well. So um, I don't know if they'll go back to how they played against Barca and go back to their five four one formation.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. But hopefully not because you know that that's a an extremely tough uh, formation to beat, especially as Arsenal women's fan will fans will know. We don't really have a good history with that. We end up we have one matches with that formation against that formation, but um yeah it's it, it's not a pretty match to look at. So um I think I think we've done everything right against them. So I don't think much needs to change in terms of tactics. Just mm. bring back that cutting edge of you know this needs to go in every ball needs to go in like that mm. was missing from the Tottenham game. Um, but again it's understandable they were tired, emotionally mm. drained, physically drained. so it's
0: understandable but yeah, I just want to see that back yeah, and uh, let's do the predicted lineup for the game I think uh, I'll go with the previous uh, <laughs> yes. matchday lineup, whatever it was I think uh, in place of uh, Leah Williamson we will put uh, obviously uh, a, a centre back right now, someone like uh, not a uh, who will be at centre back? Uh, yeah, woman boy, and with her will be I think. Who will be with her? I don't you know can. The oh, okay. Uh, shall I just start
1: telling you my prediction? Yeah, list? yeah, yeah. You
0: can, you can do yours uh, because okay, so I, mine, will okay. be, mine will be yours only. So
1: okay, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make a uh, difference. Okay, so I think um, we are going to see Dinsburger start. Uh, mm-hmm. She didn't at the last game but uh, against Gohan, but I think she'll start mm. um, we don't really have much options in right back so I think we'll see Noel Meriz again mm. um, I would like him, like him to start Anna Patton but I, I don't know if he will mm.
0: um,
1: in place of Leah Williamson I think it will be Lotta Ruben Moy. hopefully mm. Beatty will be back for this game and if she's not then I think Simone Boyce will be taking her place um, then Steph Catley at left back, uh, midfield. I think it will be um, Frida Manum. I do think that he's going to start Mana in place of Kim Little because she's started back to back games.
0: Yeah, so we I don't want uh, another injury right now, and especially someone Kimi. like uh, yeah. Kimi, uh, who was down in the match against Tottenham as well. So glad she jumped back uh, in the match. Uh, yeah. as soon as possible so yeah
1: so i think uh, yeah so i think it's going to be manna and it's going to be jordan obbs
0: So manna
1: hmm. manna and jordan obbs in the midfield um, and in the front oh it's always the front three that can yeah. because we have yeah. so many oh, options. but
0: uh, i, I- For the front, uh, uh, I think uh, with the Manchester United coming in the horizon, I think it is the perfect time to give uh, Tobin Heath some starting time. I think uh, she will be very uh, ready and fired up with the Manchester United uh, coming next. So I think it's the perfect time. Yeah, I'd I'd like
1: Tobin to start, but I don't want her to, uh, I don't know. I don't know how far, uh, like because she's just coming back from injury, I think... And she didn't get any minutes in the last game, so I would like her to come in as a substitute, um, mm. just because she needs those minutes to get her going. Mm. Uh, and I'm not still sure that you know we can risk because Tobin, she doesn't just get injured. You know, she gets injured like she gets injured for a long time. So I I don't want any uh, prolonged uh, issues happening. So um, yeah, I think. I think we're going to see Caitlin Ford with Nidima and uh, Nikita Paris. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's okay. And let's go with the predicted score for this time. Uh, what are you going with this time, around?
1: I think uh, I think we'll keep a clean sheet. Um, yeah. and I- I'm going with four nil.
0: Okay, uh, my predicted score, and it's a 50 rupees bet again with Ria, but because we don't win, we any. lose oh, every single time, so there's no yeah, point so, in placing oh, it's, a, it's a good point. We make 50 and we keep 50, so that it's a good uh, Hera fairy bet that we are making. It is a uh, we are doubling our money every time. So, this is a good bet. So, my predicted score for the today to uh, tomorrow's game uh, will be uh, 3 nil. I will be going with another clean sheet. I think uh, it would be a good, easy win for us. And hopefully another win at the Meadow Park. And uh, do you want to… Uh, oh, cont- just
1: just in. I think, uh, I don't know yeah. if you checked
0: later. Yeah, yeah, um, just…
1: Yeah, Jordan, Oz Jordan has House. been picked yeah. which is amazing. I'm so excited
0: yeah. about it. So yeah. let's uh, clap for Jordan yeah. Oz being selected for the England uh, women's squad and that is a great news. Uh, she just came back from injury and she has been picked for the England national squad which is a great news for some uh, for her and we just wish all the best uh, for her upcoming yeah. uh, qualifiers absolutely. for the she FIFA. She absolutely
1: deserves
0: it. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about the United game right now or later on? Uh,
1: um, sure, uh, if if you'd like to cover that.
0: Okay, uh, so let's quickly jump on to the... Yeah, we just
1: quickly yeah. do a,
0: an yeah, overview. Brief, of- yeah, overview about uh, the Manchester United game, which is away from home. So, what's your take uh, on Manchester United and how they are doing so far in the WSL? And yeah, what's your take on the game as well? They
1: um, as far as the performance is con- uh, concerned, they are actually doing worse than I had expected them to do, um mm. with the potential that they have, with the players that they have, they absolutely do not um you know deserve the position that they are in. Uh, they are currently, I think, in in fifth, fifth? Uh, yeah I think they're in the fifth
0: position. yeah, fifth team. position,' well, 12 points right now.
1: Yeah. Um. They lost unnecessary points against Tottenham, and uh, I can't remember who they uh, who they tied with the other team. Um. Let me just check. And they
0: tied with Everton. Uh, then t- yeah. Uh, there was with...
1: no. There was mm-hmm. absolutely no need for them to tie with Everton because you know it was it was, um, uh, it was a really. It should have been an easy win. They couldn't hold on to their lead. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. and that has been their problem. So, um, but I won't say big things against them because then you know I'll end up jinxing us. But um, yeah. but United have a lot of potential. You know, they, if mm-hmm. if they, if if Marx Skinner decides to turn it on at hundred percent, I think they are a formidable team. They have amazing talent. You know, they mm-hmm. have the likes of Alessia Russo. Obviously, they have you know Maya leticia who we talked about. They have Ella Toon. They have. Uh, uh, they have Katie Zellem and uh, Ona Batier, who who I think is one of the most underrated players in the in, in the league right now. But she is so good; like she's such a good player to watch. And it just speaks to the kind of team that Spain are at the moment, because mm. you know she's obviously a Spanish international. Mm. So yeah, they have they have some super super quality players. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's. We are underperforming right now it might play into our advantage but you know we have a history of teams showing up at 100 percent against us so you know
0: mm.
1: nothing can be yeah
0: yeah not, the thing is job. given right now yeah. yeah
1: so they have the quality they mm. just it's about whether they show up or not
0: Okay, so that's our uh, overview, uh, your overview uh, on the Manchester United game. Uh, Your predicted lineup will be the same, or uh, would you make any changes to the.
1: I think uh, for Man United, I think we'll have McNiedema in the front, my favorite. Uh, Mm. And for the midfield, I think we'll have Kenny, Jordan, and Leah Valde.
0: And, and defense the, is pretty much... Uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty much... Pretty unless
1: we choose to play Leah Valti as a defender and then if if she moves back as defense, then I think we'll have Manum in, in the midfield. But again, I also don't want Manum to overstress herself. So mm. yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll
0: see. Yeah, so that is interesting because I uh, I thought that Leah Valti can also play in the defensive area. That was one of my thoughts as well, uh, going through, as uh, you also mentioned in... Uh, Ah uh, previous shows as well that she can play as the center back. So that is another option that uh, maybe uh, you know Jonas has in his back pocket uh, to replace yeah. uh, you know uh, someone like uh, Leah venison, who yeah. will be missed dearly uh, because uh, she so will be much. Uh, so much because her influence is, so high, and especially yeah. with the tough games coming up, uh, it will be difficult for a defense to keep, you know, a clean sheet going forward. Uh, as you know, she is the leader at the back for us. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, we keep our clean sheets going forward with the tough games on the horizon. On the we horizon. We need
1: that golden
0: glove for for us. Yeah. Goal, uh, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it will be an interesting match. But uh, my favourite player to look out for the Manchester United match is obviously none other than Tobin Heath. I think she uh, will yeah, be... Yeah,
1: that's, that's going to be fab actually. I keep I keep uh, Tobin aside because of the injuries, but mm-hmm. I, I genuinely would like to see Tobin Heath start against Manchester United because, uh, you know, she's just amazing,
0: so... No, uh, she is amazing, but it will also be a little spicy uh, to see Tobaneet back uh, where she was previously playing uh, in the WSL, and she will have a point to prove uh, against you know Manchester United, who many supporters I've heard that uh, said that she was not the best for them or something like that along I mean, think
1: they stopped winning when she got injured, so I I guess we'll just.
0: Better than that, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, Tobin Heath will have a, pro- a point to prove against them, and hopefully, she scores uh, good goals and assists and gives assist uh, against uh, Manchester United and proves them wrong so that was uh, today's podcast we covered a lot of uh, details uh, but uh, the most disappo- we had uh, literally like dis- we went from disappointing uh, stuff at the beginning to the happy stuff uh, in uh, at the end like we started with the uh, Leah Williamson injury update and now we've got uh, Jordan Noobs coming back into the English yeah. uh, National Squad so like uh, totally we have covered it all today yeah. so that's good news for us yeah. so thank you for joining Ria today in today's awesome podcast and hopefully uh, I don't know uh, when we can talk next because uh, as you told me previously uh, you are busy with your work so hopefully we will get to talk soon Um, you can follow uh, Ria at Ria Rai Chaudhary on twitter and Ria thank you for coming on the podcast once again
1: always always happy to be here and hope you win a lot of stuff
0: yeah. yeah. So that was Ria, and uh, we will see you. We will talk to you later. And if you guys liked uh, today's podcast, make sure to drop a like on today's video on the YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Dushant AFC. You can follow Ria at Ria Rai Chaudhry. And that's it for us today on today's Ask Women's podcast. And we'll talk to you later. And we'll see you later. Till then, come on, you guys. Peace.